Hi, everyone. This is Jim Jackson. Welcome to the Forum with Florence Carmella. How are you, Florence? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? I'm fantastic. You kind of have been laughing at me all week. We've had Oscar winners. We've had Emmy winners. We've had uh, people that are on television, major television shows. And I'm geeking out at our next guest for the last week. And you're kind of looking at me weird. But uh, why don't you introduce our guest for this week? Yes, I'm so excited. We have superstar wrestler Hernandez with us today. And this is a very big deal. We are very excited. Hello, Hernandez. How are you? What's going on, guys? How are you guys doing this afternoon? We're doing great. Hernandez, I wanted to get right into it. I know you're busy. Uh, we, we appreciate you giving us this time. One thing that I really noticed about you, I've been checking you out for the last couple of weeks more in depth, is your father was a Green Beret, and he was a lifetime military person. Uh, and why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, experience you had with your father growing up, and what did he think about you when you first went into wrestling? <laughs> Um, I've, I've been trying to be a wrestler since I've been 16, and uh, my dad was a green brave for 30 years, and so every three or four years, you have to move around like different army bases. And this guy was not nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, it was strictly very strict, you know, I, you know, I remember coming home and, when I was 16, hey, Dad, I made the football team. He looked me right in the eye and go, son, you know what I did when I was 16? I joined the army when I was 15. Wow. So nothing was, nothing was, mm. you know, I got a scholarship for football for when I was, when I was 18, dad. Son, you know, when I was 18, it was always that, you know, every time I'd have a milestone, he would compare to his age. And well, obviously, mm. I did never pale in comparison. So, you know, it was, it was very humbling. Yeah. A lot of us have had, my dad was a little bit that way too. Dad, I cured cancer. Oh, well, well, I did, you know, it was kind of a, I think it was a lot of our dads at that time that did service or, or it, it was yeah. hard for them to really appreciate the things that we did. It was, it was a lot of tough love. Uh, sometimes I didn't get it, but yeah, totally different situation. You climbed up. What I loved about your career is you really climbed up the ladder. You worked hard. You played college football. You were arena league football uh, person. Also, who did you play for in the arena league? Uh, the Texas Terror. They changed to the Houston Thunder Bears before the, the league went under. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. How was that compared to playing college ball? Uh, very different because, like, you know, you play, you play indoors, like inside the basketball or hockey arenas, and it's a seven-on-seven, seven, not 11, you know, on each side. Sure. It's definitely different. You know, I, I went from playing, you know, defensive line to you got to play both sides of the ball in arena football, so I learned how to play offensive guard. Wow. I I used to go to Sabercat games in San Jose. Uh they won a couple championships when they redid the league, but uh I they were it was a blast. It was a fun to watch that. Um when you went into uh wrestling, again you climbed up the ladder really quick. A lot of people really pay their dues for years. Were you kind of surprised at how quickly you climbed up the ladder and how quick your success came? Um Yes and no. No, because, you know, my dad was, you know, just straight gave me the image that you need to be here now, mm -hmm. you know. But yes, of course, because, you know, I see guys now that 10 years and they might get a tryout. 
15, you know, 15 years they finally get signed where uh, I started wrestling uh, a lot in 90. Uh, I probably had six matches in 98. By the beginning of, of January 2000, of 2000, I was doing dark matches. I was um, doing tours in Japan and wrestling in Mexico. It was, was like a year, it was about, it was about a little bit over a year experience. Mm-hmm. You were in part of the elite guard, I remember, uh, in yes, the sir. early with uh, TNA, and I remember that a lot with uh, the Shane Douglas, the franchise. And mm-hmm. I loved your, uh, obviously, the thing that made you, we'd be totally uh, ridiculously uh, <laughs> ripped on if we didn't talk about the amazing LAX. A lot of people ask me, why do you think LAX was such a, a huge thing for those three years? And to me, I, I think you guys kind of had that, Eddie Guerrero had his funny, you know, lie, cheat, and steal with Chavo and, and all this mm-hmm. fun stuff. You were the first, to me, physical Mexican. You didn't have lucha, you know, uh, libre moves. You guys literally kicked butt. And to me, I don't know, why don't you explain why you think LAX just, just literally hit the uh, wrestling world by storm? Basically, it was the right time, right place for everything. Um, it was like catching lightning in a bottle. Here we have Conan, who's a legend in Lucha and, and, and in all the Latin community. You have Homicide, who's the king of um, independence, all in the Ring of Honor era up, oh, you yeah. know, in, in, New York, in New York. And then you have this unknown guy, because I've only wrestled in Texas, Mexico, and, and Japan at that time. So uh, no one knew, really knew who I was. And um, just a different dynamic, you know, you have a great speaker who's actually, you know, in Conan, and then you have yeah, Homicide. What you see on, on on film is what he is in person. <laughs> wow, you know? that's scary. <laughs> you know, oh, it is scary. It is scary. I mean, you know, old Hebner, when he was a referee for matches, he was legit scared. He thought that we were just brought, we, that we were brought in just to beat people up. I mean, he didn't realize that we were wrestlers at all. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of the old days with Stan Hansen and Bruiser Brody when they would literally go in the crowd and the crowd would just leave. They would run. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. I mean, you saw people in the crowd. I remember one time the funniest moment I ever saw is you made these two little kids cry. And I thought that was the funniest thing I ever saw. And I said, well, these are heels, man. Uh-huh. That's what this is about. <laughs> Well, it was it was it was pretty rough because at the time, you know, we were doing you know pro pro Latinos only. So we were at the Impact Zone. You know, we're on Universal Studios, and there's a lot of families and stuff like that. And let's be realistic: there's a lot of white families sure. that are coming to the shows. And we were under strict orders, under no circumstance, to shake or give a five to any white person in the building from the time awesome. we got there to the time we left. So See, that's, if you that's can imagine, a, oh, I love it. <laughs> so Who told you, you that? This was straight from, this was straight from Conan. Oh, my know, God. Genius. So you can just imagine, you know, all these little kids, you know, <laughs> they remember the days when they were from WCW, <laughs> WCW was in Universal Bells. Uh-huh. It, it, whether it's coming to the ring or leaving the ring, you know, you have to pass the fans and every, you know, little kids, one little five, we, you know, five-year-old kids. You know, I mean, I'll never forget, we had these kids, they were like three little boys, they're probably about eight, nine, ten years old, 
all had LAX clothes on, you know, the, the, the gear, the, the, I'm sorry, the t-shirt <laughs> merchandise that they bought from the show. Oh my God. With their, with their headbands <laughs> on. Because, because they were probably have blue, blue-eyed kids. They got crushed because we just looked at them and they didn't give, they, they give no five, they give no handshake, even a nod, nothing. So. <laughs> Hernandez, don't you love wrestling? That is a, that is what it's all about. See, I love that. I like the heels. I remember uh, I was listening to a podcast with Jim Cornette, the great Jim Cornette, who talked yeah. about you. And that's the next yeah. thing I want to talk. So don't be mad at me when I bring it up. I think you and Matt Morgan are the two best big men in the last 20 years. And he was ripping on. On TNA for the way that you were used and the way that Matt was used in TNA yeah. in regards to putting you together, which was ridiculous because you kind of were a, a little bit of a clone of each other. Yeah. What what happened really now that now that Dixie's gone from TNA, we're not you know bringing up any nastiness. We're telling the truth. So what yeah. happened with that when they came to you? Because I thought you. Either one of you played a great heel and you also played a great face. Which one, what did you think about all that? Do you think that you could have had a great run with, with uh, against Morgan and were you disappointed or what happened during that time? It's real simple. When I was getting my TNA single splash, um, Jim Cornette was my agent, my oh. personal agent. No, no one else did my stuff. No one oh, else wow. charged my match. Same thing with Matt Morgan. No one was in charge of his match. So they decided to kill two birds with one stone. You know, when Jim Cornette put his foot down, he's not working with Vince Russo. You know, he can work with Vince Russo, but, you know, he's going to still voice his opinion. And they wanted him to do it as a team thing, and he refused, and he walked out. And so they spent all these months pushing me and all these months pushing Matt Morgan they thought the easiest thing to do was, oh, let's just put them together. They had no clue what to do with us. Oh, no gotcha. clue at all. I mean, especially, you know, Jim was, do- Jim was in charge of my matches. Jim was in charge of Matt's matches. So, you know, we can, if we, you know, we, we invest all these t- this time and money with these guys. Let's just put them together and we can, that's three or four, you know, three to five minutes, we can get someone else since, we have, since they're together now. Oh. They had, they had no clue what to do with us, mm-hmm. and that's, you know that's why you know when the opportunity arose to go um, when Bischoff and Hogan and stuff got those guys came, I just told Dixie straight up, I go Dixie, um, let me go to Mexico for about six months to a year, and let me come back and so y'all can figure, figure out what y'all gonna do for the you know with, you know with being the, in the future because mm-hmm. you know, obviously you have to with Matt. And here's the funny thing about Matt. Once, once I went to Mexico, they had Matt be the tight champ by himself. Oh, that that I remember oh, that I mean, angle. That was the I mean, That's when I so, stopped watching. I go, mm-hmm. so, just so I luckily, I mean, it, it helped me financially because I was getting paid from TNA and AAA. So <laughs> it didn't bother me. It, it, it didn't bother <laughs> me a bit. But I mean, you know, you have this. I'm not sure be. Um, I, don't, I mean, it's a positive way. I go, you got this big seven-foot white dude who's jacked. Yeah. <laughs> you should be pushing this guy. You know, at the time, WWE didn't have no one like that that would look like Matt, that tall and that jacked and that big. So why wouldn't you just run with that? Have you yeah. come from Mexico and, and, and have us feud right there? But 
that was that was that shows you how big of a rift there was between Vince Russo and Jim Cornette. You know, and a lot of times, you know, rather than Dixie getting to be just being the owner, she's more like playing referee and you know, and giving giving the, the kids timeouts because they're not getting along well. Well, I I'm a huge worshiper of Jim Cornette and he raves about you. Good Lord. Uh, he just says, how could you take two of the best big men in the game and play games with them by putting them together? He said it was the stupidest thing. And don't get me started with Ben Russo. So uh, <laughs> I'll get in trouble. I, I just think some of these dumb, see what I love about you, Hernandez. And I love about this is that you guys are wrestlers. You guys aren't sports entertainers. You guys are wrestlers yep. and it's real. Mm-hmm. And even though we know you guys aren't the, the storylines and stuff, some of them are very fake and fun. We know that the physicality is real and we know that you guys are real. And that's the key to all of this. So uh, now who were, who were opponents? You, you wrestled so the best in the business. I just saw one. We're going to post that. Uh, I know AJ Styles worshipped, and I love AJ too uh, at WWE. But I've got a match where you beat AJ Styles, and we posted it, and we're going to post it again Monday uh, to let AJ know that uh, you know you're still kicking, you're still doing your thing. You you did the best in the business. Who yeah. were some of your favorite opponents? AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, uh, wrestling Kurt Angle singles match was always a treat for me. And uh, you know, I got to wrestle Sting twice, which was awesome. Uh, you know, yeah. Who, who gets a chance? To, you know, who you know, whoever gets a chance to wrestle one of their heroes on television. You know, and I and, I, and by by the way, I got to beat him twice by DQ, which <laughs> yeah. I must add that part. <laughs> I watched those two match. I I said, look at all these people he's beating, and they're. I mean, this guy's amazing. So yes, yeah, Sting. Uh, was there any, I know there was a whole lot of stuff, but what about, talk about, uh, Sarita and Rosita. That was kind of a fun thing too. I really liked those two characters. Uh, what was it like working with them? It was great because I mean, what a lot of people don't realize, you know, I had a, a tag partner in time, you know, Matt Barella. He was, um, a guy from OVW. Sure. Actually, when I went to Mexico, I was supposed to scout and bring back, in a, bring back my tag partner. But the Ibiza's issues didn't work out, so I don't know if you ever watched AAA wrestling before. But um, Zoro from AAA was supposed to be my t- was supposed to be my road tag partner for that little group right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, oh, and go ahead. you know, Serena, Serena, she's you know, she's she's in the WD training center as a, as a coach now. She's a, a phenomenal wrestler, and it was weird because here she's wrestling in CMLL, and then just ballet and tna that's just weird you know one of the best wrestlers in the world is a ballet was it frustrating to know that you guys because you know when wwe fans would say oh tna sucks or this i'm like uh tna sucks half of wwe is now tna uh, you know, all yep. these wrestlers were good. Was it frustrating to know that you guys were that talented, but the ship was being steered by just insanity? It was extremely frustrating. Every ten days going to work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, you you see you see the you see the match, you see the more, the work rate, you see all the blood, sweat, and tears these guys are putting into their gimmicks, their matches. You know, everything for the bodies, and then you have you know. Literally, you know, whoever's in charge at the time, Russo, Cornette, uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Dutch Mantel, all fighting, you know, 
and, and playing little baby games with Dixie just to get their angle on television or just get their guy pushed instead of someone else. It was extremely frustrating, you know, especially I was very fortunate when I came in at LAX, I was already upper middle card right there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't much of a stretch to put me in the main, and there was always a reason why Sean cannot be in the main. You know, it, it wasn't never valid. I remember one time walking, I saw, after Katie, I saw uh, Eric Bischoff, and he came up to me and literally asked me, Sean, are you six foot? I go, Sean, six one. And he goes, well, you don't look six foot. And we, we, we said, well, we six foot in the main. And this walks away. Are you freaking? Uh, don't get me started and, on Bischoff either. Uh, and I, I'm going. Uh, and I'm going. Um, you know, Eric Bischoff always said I was too short to be in the main, and or the mic and have mic skills. And I go, um, but yet you'll put AJ and you'll put Jeff Hardy in the main, and they're both shorter than me, and they're the, both not known for mic work. So what, what's going on? You could have raised AJ with one hand over your head, and he's big enough to be the champ. But, uh, boy, why do you think he wasn't into you? Did he just get his weirdness with his favorites? Did he just get idea? I hated when him and Hulk, and God bless Hulk for all he did for wrestling, but I hated when yeah. him and Hulk came over. Uh, what, what, what was the deal with Bischoff? I, well, put it this way, I, me and Matt went from being the tag champs to when they decided to be – ridiculous and do that head to head against WWE on Monday night that one night, that one time. Oh yeah, and the ratings were yeah. like nothing. Yeah, it was like like WWE got like a three like a three something and we got a point four. <laughs> I know. And, uh, and uh, we 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 went from having a match, you know, you have your tape champs, two big strong young guys having a match, you know, two well, you guys, maybe we can have you guys greeting, greeting Rick. We want the guys greeting Rick Flair when he gets out of his limo. Mm-hmm. Now, what was your dealing? What was your dealings with Hulk? I know you had your Russo and, and Bischoff had their own issues. Did you have much dealings with Hulk? Was he supportive of you? How did that go? Hulk Hogan is awesome, at least for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, because just with simple fact that I did, I did, uh, I did, I did one. Come, when I came back from Mexico, he personally what he personally had a segment where he introduced me back to TNA. It was awesome. I mean, can you, you know, can you imagine him being on the stage and he's putting you over like a million bucks on yeah, the that, mic to the crowd? That's awesome. I that mean, video is on YouTube if you guys want to check yeah. it out. It, that that was like goose goosebump stuff. I mean, you you really uh, uh, did some. Now, what I loved about you is that you, you, there wasn't anything you couldn't do. I mean, you, you could jump over the top rope. You could do headbutts. You could do flying moves. You, you, you were just amazing. The one thing that's still to me that I have been sending out probably for the last five years to wrestling fans is your jump and leap, not off the top of a cage, off the top of a light stand. Above oh, yeah, the truck. Cage. Yeah. I, I I mean I got I'm like and you could hear the announcers going okay what do you do <laughs> you know that's kind of that's kind of high they were saying it in Spanish but they couldn't believe yeah what was that pre done and why don't you explain what what people if they haven't seen we're going to post that as well 
and let people know that. Can you explain the situation? It was in 2010, and did you predestine yourself to do that, or was it kind of the spur of the moment? No, I mean, because I was doing myself as the master Superman, so I could do anything. So <laughs> production guys from, from AAA was, hey, uh, can you jump out that? Yeah, sure. I didn't realize how tall it was because I because because we, we went the day before to check out the ring and, and see the whole setup. I had no clue how high that was going to go. So maybe if I saw it the night before, how high it was they were sitting now. What was weird is the the month well, about three weeks before that, I tore my hamstring. Mm. So they're shooting me up with like stuff that you shoot like race horses with. Sure. I don't know what they I don't know what they shot me with. All I know is that I went from needing crutches to where I could, uh, you know, run like, like jog like an old man. <laughs> I was good. I, I mean, for me, as long as, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger guy with the rest of those guys in the, in the match, I can smoke a mirror not having to run. Mm. So, I mean, as long as, you know, power step three or four steps each way. So, I, cl- I climbed that cage in the truss with a torn hamstring. Oh my God. So you had a torrent. Oh my God. That must have hurt like yeah. that. Well, when you're pumped yeah. up, that's, I guess it doesn't hurt. Well, there's, there's 25,000 people there, too. So, I mean, you cl- I, I climb the cage and you're supposed to climb and escape. And I go, you know what? Let's see what happens. So I climbed the cage. I got to the top of the truss. And as soon as I got to the top of the truss, looking down, and you can see it, I don't know if they can from the show close to my face. I'm praying for the lights to go out so I can just climb down <laughs> because I go, maybe this is not a good idea. And uh, so finally I said, I put my hands up, you know, up in the air and I put thousand one, thousand two. I just jumped. And uh, luckily everything worked out good and, you know, did a cool little pose afterwards. And then had to climb out of it again because you have to, to you have to climb to escape. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was a cool, I didn't, I did not think of people watching YouTube. I was just trying to do something different to add, to add to the show. That was it. My friend who's a big uh, wrestling fan, uh, shout out to Robert, uh, who's a big fan of yours. He says, watch Hernandez when Macho Man goes up, when the Hardys go up, when everybody goes up, uh, they look scared. And they are going up very slowly. You just stood right up. And that's what shocked me is you acted like you, hey, man, I'm doing this, whatever. And that was the one thing, because if you look at all the long, big jumps, even uh, looking at WWE with some of the things that they've been doing, these guys are slowly going up. You just went right up and then you jumped. And what I loved is your pose after you got right up. And I'm like, yeah. God, this guy is like, is Superman. This th- that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Oh, it was all well, thank you, but it was you know, it's probably years and years of the yo-yo effect of, hey man, you're gonna get this singles push, and then three months later, no, you're not. Okay, hey man, we're ready to give you a singles push again. And three weeks later, no, you're not. It's like you know, naming your dog stay. Yeah, you know, come here. Stay, come here, stay. This is, you know, financially I've been taken care of by being. It's like for, as far as getting where I wanted to in a singles career, it's been very frustrating. Yeah, 
in your words, what do you think is the reason why people like you, people like Matt Morgan, is there a reason or do they just miss the boat? Well, it's obviously, you know, you have to be in the right click. You have to be in the right moment at the right time, just like how LAX was at the right moment at the right time, mm-hmm. you know. But that, you have to have a lot of factors going positive for you. You have to be healthy. You have to have the right power people behind you. I promise you, if Cornet would have stayed in um, TNA, we both would have been world champions. He goes, that's how talented yeah. both Matt Morgan and uh, – uh, and Hernandez was he he said that was he even ripped on WWE he said how could these two not you remember the nonsense they did with WWE when they made Matt Morgan a guy that has a college degree 3.8 grade yeah. average they make him a yeah. stutter <laughs> I mean God yeah. some of the things in wrestling just blows yeah. me away now what are you let's look we're fast forwarding to now how long do you want to wrestle how long can you wrestle <laughs> Well, how long I want to wrestle, obviously my wife's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> well, we both know think, your injuries. So uh, I'm in the yeah. medical field, so I've yeah. studied some of your injuries, and you've had some pretty amazing surgeries. So, uh, well, yeah. The, the funny thing about it is I'm doing this interview right in front of my chiropractor place. I'm fixing it as soon as I hang up. I'm going to do oh, my back adjust. So I – in my mind, you know, I guess, you know, when you get older, your mind thinks you can do things you can't. In my mind, I think I can go for another three or four years. Obviously, my wife might say something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say, you know, I, I, I would like to go full speed for at least the next two years. Well, we hope you get some huge paydays and, and your wife won't have to worry about you. could be home. <laughs> Get to do all those chores your wife wants to do. She sounds like an amazing woman. So uh, uh, that's fantastic. Also, you, I am excited. I haven't been to a wrestling match. Like I said, I'm not really a sports entertainment guy. I'm an old school wrestling guy. Yeah. I'm excited as can be about this Saturday. I, I'm from the wine country. So uh, in Santa Rosa at the Vets Hall, at 7 o'clock, the doors will open. 7.30, they will start the matches. Uh, they t- told me sharp. Uh, the time is sharp. Uh, Hernandez is going to be there, if you can believe it, uh, in person in Santa Rosa. And, boy, I'm telling you, already, I have to be honest with you, Hernandez, when we put up a post of this, our post got 200 likes in no time at all. I mean, people are very excited about you being at this show. Uh, talk about this card. Talk about this show. And uh, who is your opponent? I'm wrestling the guy that was a former uh, WWE uh, NXT guy. Big, big guy. He's like about 6'6", six, six, about, about 280, 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, it's not, so it's no small chore I have. Of course, you know, I, I would love to come to, you know, to wrestle for, you know, for you guys down there. And Russell, someone five eight, uh, one hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> so we're I, I, I'm the first thing when you said is weight. I thought of your wife, and I'm thinking, why don't you do a submission hold, one of Angle's submission hold, and not do the border toss because that's a big guy. <laughs> so, so yeah, but it's it's good. The fans, what I love too, and the last thing I want to talk about is that I see all the pictures of your fans and the love that you get from Mexico to United States. You're so good to your fans, and your fans love you so much. It must really, even in the small venues, just the appreciation, the love that people have for you and for wrestling. Oh, most definitely. I mean, you know, with 
with, with, with the way the fans are, they, they know who they like, they know who they're going to like, you know, who they're going to like in the future. And I've never went the WWE route. I've always wanted to do my own thing as far as going to Japan a lot. I like to go to, I love to wrestle in Germany and I'm, I'll be going back to UK coming up soon. And, um, of course I love wrestling in Mexico. Those people, the passion, oh. uh, the culture, the food, everything is, I mean, I remember one time when I was in AAA, I went to the wall. I went to Walmart. You know, his fans asked me, are, are you Hernandez from AAA? I go, yes. The guy yells, it's him. Getting about $30 from the groceries took me over an hour. Oh my gosh. See, that's, that's the problem with being a celebrity and being, being a stud. I mean, especially with wrestling fans, how, how amazing that they uh, love you, but I'm telling you is LAX. Do you guys still go to uh, uh, matches? Are you guys still doing some things? Uh, and also, are you doing anything with Chavo? Not, not Chavo as much, but for, for um, me and Homicide, that's like my brother. And mm -hmm. um, actually, actually we're doing the show. Uh, May 25th, May 25th, okay. and it'll be in Hawaii. So we're super excited about that one. Wow. Well, I'm going to let you go. I know you got to get to the chiropractor, and I thank you so much for the time that you've spent for us. And I'm uh, from now on, anyone that comes on our show, we literally, we, we don't have guests. We have friends. So from now on till the day that you stop wrestling, we're going to promote your stuff. We're going to make sure people know about it. And I am ordering one of your shirts. I love your merch. So we're going to also give some of that uh, uh, out as well this week and next week. And I can't wait to see you in person. Thank you so much, Supermax. You're the best. And I hope you have a great appointment today. And say hi to your wife. Also, Pam, thank you so much for having me. And she's over there. All right. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Right. Wow, Florence, that was amazing. We want to thank uh, Hernandez and his lovely wife for allowing him to do this podcast in a parking lot in front of his chiropractor's office. Is that dedication to the forum or what, Florence? That is. And let me tell you, it means so much that he did that for us, even though he had to go into his doctor's appointment and his wife let him <laughs> speak to us. And I thought that was great. It was a wonderful interview. I, I think everyone's going to love it. Yes. Yeah, so hardcore wrestling fans are going to find out stuff that I've been wondering as well my whole life about some of the things that Hernandez went through. We're going to put up some of the videos of his amazing matches as well while we're sharing this uh, great podcast. And we just, again, graciously, we went over time. Hernandez was so gracious, uh, amazing. And uh, we have Taylor Hendricks, who will be another great one, and Casey Catal, yes. who's just, I mean, it, it's wrestling week, and I couldn't be happier. Yes, Wrestling Week on the forum. It's so exciting, and already we've been getting so many great positive comments. People are so excited about this, putting out the tweets about our guests this week, and people are loving it. So this is, this is going to be big. This is going to be huge. So thank everyone. We thank you for your support, for listening to our podcast, for reading our, our articles. It's just, gosh, it's just overwhelming. So you guys have an amazing week. And we'll put this out tomorrow, and I can't wait for all of you to listen to it. So take care and have a yes. great day. Thank you. Thank you so much.